listening to the Holistic Travel Nurse Podcast. It has been super hard for me to get things going again with this podcast. Um, it's like I sit down and sometimes my laptop's not working right. I've recorded some episodes. I was going to edit them and then putting them together. It's just, ugh. but I have some really good content. Um, I haven't, know if you heard, I'm going to kind of break this one up about, um, Dr. Judy Mukovitz. We're going to share some of that. And then we're going to go into back into the natural healing thing. Um, I got introduced to this doctor and her products through a naturopath a long time ago. And then my friend showed me this video that is just like suppressed of her talking. And so I'm going to share that because it's long. So it's going to be more than one episode clips a bit because it's so good. And that's about parasites and doing a parasite cleanse. And then she also talks liver cleanse. So I'm going to split it up um, in two. So you're going to hear those coming in place. I'm also starting my wellness spa and putting everything together because I really believe it's the hard things that we do in life. But if we put them towards helping others, that's where the payback is. And so I, I was like on my phone looking at all the things that I plan to offer and how to offer it all. And so I'm just going to tell you because if you're local in um, Oregon, if you know someone in Oregon, that's fine. I do one-on-one health coaching. And I, I don't know, I don't profess to know anything. I think that like what Dr. Clark says to what I also know, the combination of those even make it better because like she knows some things that I don't know. And then I know some things that she doesn't know. That's just kind of the way it is. And you have to kind of figure out yourself for your health. But we're in a day and age where we have to fight for our health. We have to fight to stay healthy. We have propaganda that is lying to us. We have um, genetic modified foods. We have um, diets that are crappy. We have a burden of toxins on us. And we have immune systems that are just overwhelmed. And you have to pursue your health or you're not going to be healthy. I mean, that's just, just where it is right now. You have to make your health and your health priority. Okay, if I got to my notes, some of the things I'm going to offer, um, foot bath detox, aromatherapy, infrared um, light massage, a 30 minute one, um, an hour one, cupping therapy, um, infrared heating pad, I'm going to have an infrared sauna eventually, pain, um, roller balls, ozone therapy, ozone water, teaching um once a month with free classes and what ozone is what oils are what herbs are and how to detox your liver and kidneys those are the things i'm going to plan to offer um and more i mean whatever god says to do i'm going to do so i'm looking forward to that okay this was on um the thrive time shore so i'm going to like get this interview out and some of it, you can go listen to the whole thing on the Thrive Time show. Um, it was part of the, you know, the reawakening tour. And this was uh, posted in September 21st. I'm trying to record this um, a few days past. And I thought, I've heard her speak. She's completely. Um, so I want you to listen to this. And I want you to understand that you need to be the pursuer of your health. So I hope that this is going to be beneficial to you and that you will take the information you get here and you know what, do something with it, pursue your health. So let me get to where I want to be with this.
Here you go. Aaron Antis, what are your thoughts uh, hearing that, that the president of the United States, uh, I know many people don't want to call him that, I know I certainly don't, um, but based upon the position that he uh, appears to be occupying, uh, what are your thoughts on Joe Biden signing this executive order on advancing biotechnology and manufacturing innovation for a sustainable, safe and secure American bioeconomy? I think it's interesting that, um, first of all, he was not actually elected into office, in my opinion. But now he's elevated that office from president to God. And now he's trying to create, you know, to be writing um, software and scripting for our genetics to try and program cells to be bio, you know, manufacturing is to try and play God. And I think that's a very dangerous space for anybody to try and get into. I think the only one um, that I know of who wished that they were God and had the creative powers of God in that sense um, was Lucifer. Uh, mm. Back when he was in heaven, he was one of the archangels. And um, Jesus said he saw him thrown out of out of heaven like lightning, if, uh, you know, that's a scripture in the, in the gospels, it says. I do not know why I'm having such an issue with recording. So please bear with me if you're hearing this. And just trust. started going to the doctor looking for some assistance and didn't get any, but realized there was something wrong. Um, eventually, that led to uh, having my lymph nodes uh, swelling, and uh, I went to a doctor, throat doctor, sometime in February, and he felt I might have lymphoma. Uh, at that point, I decided to go to one of the Boston hospitals. I felt if I was going to go and have an operation or have any kind of problem, I should go to the best. So I went up to Mass Eye and Ear. And uh, at that time, uh, after having a biopsy of the tongue, was found to have a tumor in the back of the tongue. The operation they were proposing for me was pretty invasive. Yeah, I, I had second, third, fourth, and fifth opinions. I went on to uh, another, another hospital in Dana-Farber and uh, spoke to the uh, leading directors of all the departments at Dana-Farber, which is a leading cancer hospital in, in Boston probably one of the most famous in the world and they too substantiated that I would need this very invasive operation which would mean cutting part of my tongue um, and um, so it wasn't a very happy kind of situation that I was looking forward to. Then um, a 
approximately uh, three and a half weeks I went in for a test. I had to go uh, for a preoperative test because I was still proceeding as if I would have the traditional operation. And uh, we went through the test, the CAT scan, all the other operations. Day after the test, the doctor called me up and said the operation was not going to be necessary. And I said, why? And he said the tumor was gone. And I asked him what it was, and he said it was a miracle. And who was this that said it was a miracle? This was now a Dr. William Montgomery, who was the mass pioneer and who's world-renowned doctor, um, who I had started working with, who seemed to be the most empathetic and understanding, also the most accomplished in throat cancer. So what was his advice? His advice was keep doing whatever you've done and uh, keep the treatment going. I hope to actually encourage alternative medicine in the state of Massachusetts. I've also worked very hard to get other women and legislators to support this and sponsor it. And I think we're going to make great strides because what we need to do is give people an alternative choice prior to surgery, prior to radiation or chemotherapy. Because I've seen people have all of those and yet have tumors come back. Hi, my name is Mike McElroy. I'm a personal trainer and nutritional consultant here in Santa Monica, California. For the last five years, I've been using Dr. Hulda Clark's method for killing parasites and cleaning people's bodies of pollution. She's discovered that th those are the two things that cause cancer. She's also discovered that this is the cause to many diseases. In her new book, Cure to Advanced Cancer, Dr. Clark will introduce you to the way that you can actually cure yourself or your loved ones. What we want you to do over this next few minutes is watch the specific doctors and scientists and patients explain to you how they cured themselves. And Dr. Clark explained the method in which she's discovered tumor formation as well as cancer. And you too will be fascinated as we were. Now with no further ado, Dr. Hulda Clark. Every disease that I uh, saw in my office over a period of say 10 years had a dominant parasite involved. Remember I was testing everybody for a set of parasites, about 70. I list all the parasites in the book, which ones I was testing for. And to my surprise, if you had diabetes, it would be urethrema, the pancreatic fluke. Pancreatic fluke. Diabetes is a disease of the pancreas. What about the, the fluke that you talked about, the fasciolopsis fluke? How did we get that into our body? It's in the meat and the dairy industry, except in kosher foods. We were just discovering that kosher food, and this will go into the book still, that kosher dairy products do not have these parasites, which shows you it's a matter of cleanliness. We now have all the people watching this squirming at home because they all think now, okay, I understand, I have parasites in my body, and we all do, according yes, to your of research. Yes, we do. So according to your research, you've found that all humans have this, and as long as we're healthy, we're okay with it because the body can handle it. My next question to you is, how do we rid ourselves of these tenacious bacteria, parasites, and virus? Do you have an answer to that? The, the, the answer uh, that I came up with already in the first uh, books was the hull of the black walnut tree, but the hull has to be green. There is something in the green hull that kills everything I ever tested for, which doesn't mean everything, <laughs> but let's say uh, close to 100 parasite varieties. So you're telling me that in all of our pharmacology, all the millions of dollars spent with research and cancer, the native Indians who were using this 
hundreds of years ago has already had the solution to cancer. Those who were, yes, but uh, I don't know how much lore, folklore, there is around this, this herbal product. And there are many other good herbal products out there. I'm sure there must be other things that can do the same thing. But you found but, this to be the best product. Yes, and now we have a freeze-dried product, which is even more potent than the alcohol extract uh, that, that we call a tincture. And the apparently freeze-drying preserves some extra elements so that you don't even really need the cloves and the wormwood with it. Now, not enough experiments have been done so that I can say you never need them. But a person can now use a freeze-dried variety and, and be saved the extra chore of taking so much cloves and wormwood. I started to be very, very interested in the relationship between parasites and the candida. So my first thing was I looked into the books from the clinics, uh, books on parasitology. And to my own surprise, when you read books on parasitology, they would say that on some of the parasites, the fungus live on the skin. That is known in the clinic. That is not something new. I read Dr. Clark's book and I see that she says the fungus could live in the parasite. So the thing do, does not really contradict itself, on the contrary. And that was the explanation because those people we could not get through with the fungus therapy, they had parasites and on those parasites they had fungus living. The, 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 the moment we uh, attacked the parasites with all the Clark, uh, the, the parasites, is exactly the moment we got through in the uh, fungus therapy. So from that moment on, I was very, very interested. <laughs> and I started to read all those uh, books. And then I got um, all the parasites I could get a hold of. Uh, and in the meantime, I have uh, more than 90 or 100 parasites. You could see, you could see all those. This is a kit I developed, which now in Germany is being uh, very popular. Um, especially in all people working with the BICOM. They test with this kit. There are more than 50 parasites in there, which are all the flukes um, and all the uh, uh, nematodes. In dirt called rabbit fluke. It has a scientific name too. Uh, and that rabbit fluke brings in Clostridium, sort of like the Trojan horse brought in soldiers. They are within. So after eating rabbit fluke with nearly all the food that you think is perfectly safe. Carrots, root vegetables. Raw carrots, yes. Even cooked carrots, yes. Because uh, this parasite, the, the rabbit fluke, does not get killed by boiling temperatures. We test uh, all the food for our patients for three molds, zearalanone, patulin, and aflatoxin. I see those molds, that is the, the mycotoxins that they make, not the mold, growing mold itself. But the mycotoxins they make are dreadfully toxic. And I always see them in cancer patients, right in the tumor. I'm not sure what the significance of that is, but when you find it's a common denominator for tumors, it does make you think it's important. And 
where does the patulin mold come from? Patulin is found in other fruits and, and plant materials too, but apples is where we get most of it. You can hardly peel an apple without seeing some mold under the peeling, and that will have patulin in it. Is that what we see in the brown spot? Yes. That's what the brown spot is. It isn't really a brown spot. It's a moldy spot. How do you suggest we prepare our fruit, and how, do, how should we eat it? Mostly don't eat it. Peel those fruits. Peel the potatoes. Peel the apples. Peel the pears. Peel the peaches. Peel everything, and then you'll be astounded at what you have been eating. What's your concern with the relationship with the pet and, and the sick patient? Pet dander and pet saliva and, and, and pet filth gets into everything in the room. I have tested dust from, from the room of a, of a home where there was a pet, let's say just a cat, much as I love cats, uh, or a dog, and there are asterisk eggs everywhere and tapeworm eggs everywhere, on the tabletop, on the kitchen counter, on the chairs, anywhere you want to take a dust sample. And why wouldn't there be? Our dander is everywhere, and our germs are everywhere. Why wouldn't theirs be? And what do these two parasites do to the body? They are very injurious. Ascaris does some of the most damaging things to us, causes our seizures, causes our uh, very many brain disorders. About three or four years ago, I guess it was four years ago, Lisa started having, having seizures. Uh, the seizures were, um, they covered pretty much a, a wide range of different types of seizures. Uh, they covered different areas of her body, which to the doctors basically indicated uh, a non-epileptic seizure. Uh, she went through EEG, several different doctors. Anyways, um, uh, I was referred to Dr. Clark, but this is when I actually initially heard of her. And, uh, treatment she used for seizures, which was black walnut. Um, we dried her on the black walnut after um, not wanting her to go on other drugs for uh, negative side effects, and the black walnut worked, so we kept her on that. And when you start taking the black walnut, did you instantly get results? Uh, about five days later, my seizures, like, stopped. I'll have one, like, now at once, maybe every two months. Maybe. Yes, now I work with my husband in his office and we follow Dr. Clark's protocol. So, all the way over here in Italy, you're following Dr. Clark's protocol. Why are you using her specific protocol? Well, we've used a lot of protocols. Uh, uh, my husband is doing orthomolecular medicine here in Italy. He's the president of the International Association for Orthomolecular Medicine here. And we've seen many kind of medicines. Uh, he knows Ayurvedic medicine, Tibetan medicine, and uh, vitamins, minerals, uh, amino acids, of course, all those kind of things. Uh, vitamin C from Linus Pauling, teachings and everything. And lately we've discovered Dr. Clark's protocol and we've seen that it's very, very effective. We are helping people to heal by cancer. Yes, we have several people utilizing the principle by Dr. Issa Clark, um, the black walnut, the vitamin C, the antioxidation, and the alkalinity diet.
the alkalizing diet and uh, we have found very good results and people you know when you increase the level of electron inside the cell when you stabilize the cell with the uh, proper fatty acids when you teach the people how to get better just avoiding the old mistakes cancer is no more mm, necessary what have you seen so far with uh, working with cancer patients and dr clark's formulas great results great recoveries and i can say it because i'm not a medical doctor with my husband as my husband is so i can be more sincere with you and because you know medical doctors also in italy they have to stay aware of the of of the government so is there a legal problem with saying that you actually cure cancer yes of course there is yes you cannot say you cure cancer he was uh, called by the government once and they told him, you know, Dr. Pamphili, you're, you're very famous, but you must watch out because you cannot say that uh, you cure cancer. And he said, but I never did. But they told him, but there is, a pa is there some patients of you going around saying they've been cured, they were sick and now they healed. So how is it possible? So he said, they said it, I didn't say it. I mean, that's possible. Okay, but you know, the work of a doctor uh, is more of a, of a writing work, you know, you have to prescribe, you don't have to go on alternative medicine, you don't have to look so, more, uh, so far, uh, just, you know, prescribe drugs, don't worry. For those people that are obviously going to be your critics because you use a very powerful word in your book, in the title to your new book, Cure to all advanced stages of cancer. Yes. Perhaps you could elaborate on the word cure and help us to understand why you've chosen such a powerful word. The word cure is, is an accurate word. I chose it because it was the correct description of what I was pursuing. So now for those people that have cancer, we're in the second week of the healing process, heading for the third week. We've rounded the corner. You must be excited at this part in the healing process when you're getting to work with the patient. What do you see? At the end of the first week, we have cleaned up the tissues so thoroughly that we can afford to try to open the tumors. You see what's in the tumor is still everything that you got out of the rest of your tissues. You may have gotten rid of all the parasites, all the bacteria, all the heavy metals, plasticizers, solvents, everything you have cleaned up in the first week, but it's all still there in the tumors. Is it your suggestion then that you've already stopped the malignancy so the cancer can't now kill you? Oh, we do that in the first day. In the first day? Yes, we just give uh, a dose, a large dose of green black walnut hull. And what does that do? That, that kills the stages, larval stages of the fasciolopsis parasite called the intestinal fluke. And that's the only single thing that causes malignancy. That is the only thing that I have found so far over five years of studying possibly two to three thousand patients. All cancer. Yes. So we there may be other there may be other things and other scientists can search for them, but I haven't found them. Why have no other researchers found this? They haven't looked. So we've stopped the malignancy, we're in the second week, and now you're attacking the tumor. What specific nutritional supplements do you like to do that with? 
Well, we have only found one way of reliably popping open the tumors. And of course, we didn't want to do it too soon. If the body is not ready, if the liver isn't ready to take that huge dose of aflatoxin and azodye that's going to come out of those tumors, you have done a lot of damage, the patient may die from the toxicity of opening the tumors. Now, these tumors were caused by the aflatoxin and the dye that we talked about earlier. And other things, right. So over a lifetime, this is accumulated and we've got tumors. Right. How it forms, I've discussed somewhat in the book. We have a fairly good insight on how it actually forms into a tumor. But regardless, once, once you have a toxic collection, it's like having uh, garbage, uh, garbage piles in your house safely closed. Now, if you need to clean up the house, are you going to just open those garbage dumps? No. That could make a much worse mess than you had before. Let's talk about the azodye before we continue. Where do you get azodye? Azodyes used to be used as food colors in the past. And what products? Very many products. For instance, margarine. Yes, they used to use an azodye called diaminoazobenzene, DAB for short. Still D-A-B. today? Oh, no. No. They're carcinogenic potential was recognized by the 50s and even early and legislation was passed not allowing azo dyes in hardly any food at least not the carcinogenic azo dyes some dyes are still allowed maybe two or three in jelly beans jello of course candies and, and many other connections so if they if they outlawed it in the 50s how are we seeing cancer today and tumors especially today that is a very puzzling question it certainly puzzled me and must puzzle anybody who is told that very fact it comes in through pollution of the uh, manufacturing process a manufacturing process just cannot be that careful now, I believe that the actual route of pollution is regular chlorine bleach because I find sodium hypochlorite in all foods and materials that have azodye pollution. But we do not have the proof for that. And we have tried to find uh, a way of testing it, but there are no labs that I was able to find that could test for these azodyes at, these le- at, at any level. They're not accustomed to looking for azodyes in foods because they're assumed not to exist. Does your synchrometer find azodyes? Oh, yes. So that's I have a-, a set of 18, and I find that they all coexist, especially the two very, very damaging ones that are DAB that I mentioned to you, and another one called Sudan Black B. The reason I consider these the most damaging is because they're the last to leave when we draw them out of your body. And when they leave, when the dab is out of your body, as testing by this, testing with the synchrometer, the alkaline phosphatase level drops to normal in your blood test. Very many people die of a high alkaline phosphatase level. So this is an important their bones. This is an important marker for you when you're looking at cancer patients. Oh yes. 
and the other dye, Sudan Black B, when we get that one out, and it takes longer because it's right inside the nucleus and, in, and uh, it's very hard to pull out. Where do you find Sudan Black B? Along with the other azo dyes, polluting everything that's on the market that's processed. So the outlook looks bleak, but perhaps you could give us a list of healthy products that we can choose in the book. I have listed a lot of healthy products and and how to choose is perhaps a better easier for the public. Dr. Clark about four years ago and I realized that it's really important that this knowledge is being used and applied uh, so that people are really getting uh, better. So I started the Dr. Clark Research Association and uh, I'm promoting Dr. Clark in seminars, uh, in lectures and we're also about to set up a clinic in Switzerland so that we can apply her protocol. We have especially in Germany and in Switzerland a lot of therapists in the um, in the alternative medical field who are using it, plus a lot of uh, medical doctors as well, especially in Italy, we see the trend that medical doctors are using uh, these therapies. What kind of results are you getting with treating cancer? Since I work so closely with a lot of therapists, I, I can see results almost every day. Not all of them about cancer, but incredible cases like uh, people who have only days to go and they get well. Now, I know you're working on um, coming up with body care chemicals specifically to help us get better um, um, skin lotions and even toothpaste and hair dye. That's interesting to me because your hair is not tr the traditional color. Uh, what are you using for your hair dye? I'm doing experiments on hair dyes, and that's why you see it purple on one day, slate on another day, more blue on another day, and maybe more red on another day. I'm trying to develop safe hair dyes because I consider it such a tragedy that all the hair dyes on the market have azo dyes in them. Perhaps even legitimately, because it isn't controlled by the FDA. So this could be a huge source of cancer problems. A problem. very huge source. Now you might think, well, the hair is growing out of you. How could that, you know, penetrate? It does. As soon as you hair dyed, we see the dyes in the scalp. The fat of the scalp, the dye is fat soluble, goes right into the fat of the scalp, and there it sits in a, as a reservoir for about six weeks, but then you're doing it again. And from there, the dye has to be relocated to the liver, and then it goes to all the, to your tumors and your other problem organs, and there's no reason that couldn't be easily cleaned up. So that's been one of my dedications to find a safe hair dye. And this happens to be uh, a Dahlia black henna. In your suggestion of cleaning up the environment in the home, how do you suggest we clean up the environment in our personal care products? Don't use them. You can't clean them up. They're all polluted. From toothpaste to shampoo, you name it, it's all polluted. That's why the first thing we do, and in fact on the day one of our 21-day program, you, you throw away, you don't just set aside because you'll never use it again. You just throw away all your, your products for your skin, your hair, whatever. Why, why do we have to throw away those products? They're all polluted. 
They, most of them have isopropyl alcohol in them and azo dyes, and uh, they also have uh, heavy metal pollution. It's, it's shocking. Fantastic. Uh, one more question. In your book, Cure to Cancer, you specifically talk about isopropyl alcohol, which we also know to be rubbing alcohol. Yes. How is it possible that something so toxic is being used in such a wide variety of commercial products from our shampoo to our hair conditioners to our skincare products and to even toothpaste? And without even noticing that it's doing anything, right? Yes. We've been using it probably for 50 years, maybe more. I remember my father using it buying a bottle of it as a part of an aftershave. I think that its toxicity is so subtle because it causes mutations. I discover the mutations with a synchrometer. It forms isopropyl complexes with our nucleic acids. I don't know if anyone has looked for them, but the names for the compounds are very long, so I don't want to bore you with them. And, uh, it also combines with our vitamin C, isopropyl ascorbate. So perhaps, and this of course should get some good biochemical attention from regular biochemistry, perhaps isopropyl alcohol uh, depletes your system of ascorbic acid, vitamin C. Um, with relationship to other disease, you've covered that in your other books. Where do you see allergies fitting into all of this? It's a very important uh, disorder that we have. Liver dysfunction. It's a loose concept because we all have a small degree of liver dysfunction. But the prevalence of allergies now and especially what we call environmentally sensitive people or multiple allergies, that is very significant. It should be as a bugle call to us. Hey, look, something is happening to your liver. The liver can no longer detoxify a large number of chemicals that you are getting into you, and you better not do that. Allergy, we could say, is a kind of a civilization uh, sickness. So we read a lot of clinic reports that um, Indians in the jungle or somewhere don't have any allergies. And so it is very clear that uh, civilization bring allergy with it. And the experience we have is that people start allergies um, with one or two allergies. And sometimes it's not that uh, uh, harmful. But after years go by, which means that um, parasites can develop, uh, they can have more toxins in the body, then uh, they develop more and more allergies. It's very interesting that in Europe there's a high acceptance for natural and herbal remedies. More and more people uh, are trying to get well on a uh, natural way because they see the limits of the uh, highly toxic chemical treatments that we see. What other diseases are you seeing cured? We see very fast cures in diabetes. Uh, we see people get negative with uh, HIV. And basically, on the very simple things, I had a wart myself behind the ear, I zapped, and it fell off. You have an interesting treatment that you suggest in your book called the liver flush. And what is the relationship with the liver flush and what we're talking about here for purging the body of bacteria? 
it does purge the body of bacteria very nicely. I don't incorporate it in the 21-day program because the patients are too sick to be going through a liver flush. They can do that after they get a little better. But in the uh, book Cure for Cancers, which is for earlier cancer stages, uh, and, and the other books where people are just ill of other diseases, cleaning the liver is probably the most effective thing they can do to get immediate relief of many pains and many problems, say a digestion problem. Pain in the shoulder is very, very typically improved the very next day. Did you invent this liver flush? No, I didn't. I only uh, experimented with it uh, repeatedly to develop something that was reliable so that if any... Okay, uh, listen to the whole thing is super hard to find, so I might try to put it in the show notes. But this was called The Cure. I don't even know if you can find this anymore. Like, it's on Rumble, but I bet it was on YouTube and taken off YouTube, along with a whole bunch of other things. I'm, oh my gosh, my dogs are trying to get in here. God, she just messed things up. Sorry, my dog stepped on my laptop in the middle of this. So I hope this is going to work. I'm going to end it for today. Um, Stay tuned for more talks about parasites and natural healing.